Welcome to the Faith and Grief Podcast, where we explore the intersection of faith and grief. I'm your host, Shelley Craig, Program Director here at Faith and Grief. We hope the conversations and interviews you hear offer you some comfort and hope on your grief journey. Faith and Grief is a nonprofit that provides grief support programs online and partners with local organizations to offer our programs for their community. We offer monthly drop-in grief support gatherings, grief workshops, and getaway weekend retreats. Find out more about all our programs and this podcast at faithandgrief.org. On this episode of the Faith and Grief Podcast, we'll be speaking with the co-founders of Bereave Together, two women who've come together in their own grief and created spaces for us to grieve. Glad <laughs> you both could make it. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, well, tell me how... Um, uh, Brave together came together. How how did you get this brave clan together? Um. <laughs> well, it stems, I think, from mainly like our grief journeys. We met actually after my daughter passed away, um, and I always, even before this was a thing, like I would introduce people um, to her as like she was the friend, or not even a friend. She was the person who was brave enough to come up to me after my daughter died and say how are you doing? Can I do anything for you? Would you like to come to my house and have coffee? I see your husband's running a marathon. Do you want to make signs for him? You know? So I remember saying that to a couple of friends, you know, that Christine was brave enough. And I kept using that word. Like she was bold and courageous, brave, Mm -hmm. um, to approach someone and, and, you know, in the discomfort of grief, she shelved that and entered my life. (laughs) And now she's stuck with me. (laughs) In a good way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I, love, I love the fact that you guys were use the word brave a lot um, because uh, that's something I tell people when they come to our uh, retreats, our programs and things. It's yeah. very brave. It takes a lot of courage to show up for your grief. And it mm-hmm. takes even more uh, to show up for other people in the, yep. as they're grieving. Um, right. So you met uh, this way. Um, did you, and know, she was grieving. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, her husband hadn't passed away, but he was diagnosed yeah. with esophageal cancer stage four. So mm-hmm. in the, in the midst of her life being flipped upside down, you know, she approached me and asked if I needed help, <laughs> you know, in the middle of her struggle. So that is just, I think, commendable. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> yeah. And the people that uh, show up in our grief, um, I call them the muckers. Um, mm-hmm. And if anybody's been to my programs, they know that I use this word. Well, I'm a, a horse girl, so um, mm-hmm. I re- all my metaphors are horse related. Um, <laughs> horse and movies, that's the two things. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when you have to clean out the stall, you have to muck it. And mm-hmm. not everybody's willing to come and shovel crap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. um, and some people are. And some people don't mind it. And some people actually, oh, actually. helps um, them as much as it does you. Mm-hmm. Um so good on you, Christine, for being a mucker and showing up. Um, yeah, and it was helpful to me, you know. Um, she obviously understood loss and grief, and after my husband had passed, then you know she she's my go-to still. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. as you uh, became friends and sort of walked your journal together, what inspired you to? to start this group and, and serve other people and, uh, walk with others on their grief journey. Well, it kind of started 
2019, I became a life coach because I, after losing our daughter, felt there was like just this gap, you know, and everyone experiences it where the support in the beginning is great. Even, you know, like the free support groups at the hospital, but then they start to, the supporters start to kind of go their own way and, you know, do their thing. And the support groups that we were attending weren't really helpful anymore because it was new people coming in. Um, sharing stories is, is powerful, but then eventually I think we get to the point where we have sort of graduated from that and we need someone to facilitate saying, here's the, now what you can do, or here are some tangible steps to help you with this, 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 if you're experiencing this. So, um, and I'm a dance teacher by career. So being in the gym, moving, dancing at the studio, expressing it, whatever was going on inside of me without knowing the words to say, I was able to express it in that physical sense. So I wanted to offer that to other bereaved parents. So I started working with um, bereaved moms specifically um, as a life coach. I called myself a grief wellness mentor because I didn't like the word coach um, <laughs> and designed like an online program, started my own company. Um, but then I just got really burnt out because I was by myself doing it. I didn't have a team of people. I had obviously some help with um, the conference, but I think it was because I was all by myself and I was trying to, um, I'm, I'm kind of a control person, you know, I'm, I like things done Aren't a certain we way. All, and, you know, yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, after you lose someone, it's really like that is amplified. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's truly amplified. So, um, I decided to kind of like shift and take a pause. I stopped coaching cause I was doing Monday night calls every Monday on top of teaching dance and on top of having another part-time job. Um, I was doing that from December, 2019 until last May. And so I was just like, Ooh, I need to, I need a breather. Yeah. And yeah. the community was so gracious and beautiful with me, you know, giving them that news. And I knew I didn't want to stop doing this work, especially I didn't want to stop having our annual conference for bereaved moms on bereaved mother's day. That is something that really I will hold in my heart forever and always do no matter what happens. Um, but then I was in the middle of transferring over to a nonprofit status and I was, you're sitting right at this table. And I remember going, it just doesn't feel, it still doesn't feel right. And then I just looked at her and I was like, um, do you want to do this together? And then we were like bereaved together. Like it just was kind of like a, I don't know, organic mm -hmm. shift. Sense. And I'm like, I want to, I mean, I've helped her. She's helped me. We have totally different losses and yet it's become this beautiful relationship, this beautiful jumping point to, to grow in our grief. And I'm like, we can do this together. I want to help your widow friends, the widowers. She wants to help bereaved parents. We want to help our kids. Mm -hmm. So other siblings, right, that are surviving grief. So it just kind of, I don't know, organically <laughs> just was like, hey, <laughs> I need a team. I, you know, I don't want to do this by myself. And I think that's, that was, that was it, you know, asking her and, and bringing her along and she's saying yes. And now we have, you know, a great board of directors. We have volunteers that are awesome. So That's and I feel well, a lot of work, but I still feel like, Hey, I can lean on someone. I can lean on several other people. Um, so it doesn't feel as, as taxing or like I'm ignoring my own grief. I'm, I'm able to kind of step, step aside, step back. 
and then, you know, have my moments to myself too. So, yeah. Well, so much of what you're saying, uh, relates to what the work we do at faith and grief. Um, cause we really, uh, believe that grief needs, we can't do it alone. Um, it needs to be done in community, whether it's just one friend or a larger group or in a group yeah. situation. Um, it, we weren't meant to do this any of any of life alone, and especially not grieving. Um, right. And I think uh, you know this is a good model for other people to see that you know you can you don't have to have the same grief um, mm. or same type of death or diagnosis or whatever, but you can still be there for each other, still support each other. So, Christine, uh, when she said, hey, do you want to do this? What did you think? <laughs> um, I was excited. I was ready. Um, I think after losing my husband, it was, I couldn't find my community. I couldn't find the right fit for myself in my grief. So um, I knew it was a needed area, um, a needed community. So I... I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. And, and you both mentioned um, uh, grieving, uh, parenting, grieving children. Um, yeah. How do you um, bring that to the conference that comes up? Um, what role does that play or discussions around that play? Well, for the upcoming Bereaved Mother's Day conference, we actually have a speaker. It's a breakout session because obviously this doesn't include everyone. Right. Um, but she's talking about how to teach your children to love a sibling, either A, that they never met because they were born after the fact, or surviving siblings. Um, so we have a speaker actually speaking on that this year um, at the conference. So um, and then as far as anyone who has not, they don't have any surviving siblings anymore, then they have the choice to do um, guilt after loss, like mom guilt. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, just well, a good um, compliment. Let's talk about the conference. Um, I'm sure you have a full slate of uh, speakers. And uh, the conference is on Bereaved Mother's Day, uh, yeah. May 7th uh, this year. But uh, there's also a um, retreat right before that uh, mm -hmm. there in Wisconsin. Um, yeah. And are there any spots left? Because I, I noticed on the website, three, three spots. Left. <laughs> so get three. in there quick. Um, yeah. Uh, so for the weekend, tell us a little bit about the retreat, but then let's talk about the conference too. So the retreat is in Sockville. So it's at a bloom farms. Um, it's on 17 acres, powering pines. I'm actually going on Monday to like, walk around and get the feel for the space. But um, uh, we are meeting for like a five o'clock time and having some dinner and doing like a sharing circle outside. So all of the moms can um, bring a picture of their child, share their story, just kind of some get to know one another time. And then Friday and Saturday is a day full of different speakers. We're doing somatic movement, trauma-informed yoga, um, grief art, which Christine, that is her thing, um, is, you know, channeling some of that emotional, uh, energy that we have, uh, into creative projects. So she's going to work for a while with the moms, um, on something beautiful. Um, and then we also have, uh, just obviously we'll have rest time, um, scheduled in outdoor exploration. Um, I have, uh, some time set aside um, for 
uh, I'm losing my train of thought now. <laughs> um, this always happens. I've had so many schedules in my head right now going around. I'm like, who's that where? Who's that what? Um, what else are we doing? Uh, meditation. Um, oh, a sound bath. So okay. someone is coming to play the bowls and just give us that like mm -hmm. moment of pause. Mm -hmm. um, I'm doing a section on uh, prayer time. So secret place. So when you are mentioning like we cannot do grief alone, obviously we cannot, but I was lacking on my going into my secret place and praying. And this morning I went face down in my walk-in closet, shut the door behind me and felt the spirit telling me like, you need to speak on this at the conference or not at the conference, at the retreat about when you're in your secret place and you are alone, that is a perfect place to grieve because I am with you. Even if you are not supposed to isolate yourself, you're not isolating yourself from everyone. You're, you're with me at all times. So that was just something that I was like, you know, brought to, but, um, but yeah, so all the meals are included. Um, the conference is included. So we're going to leave uh, Sunday morning all together to go to the conference, which is about 20 minutes away. I have a surprise for all of the moms that are coming on Sunday um, from the retreat to the conference on Sunday. So for getting them out of bed early in the morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just fellowship and, um, you know, being able to just set that time aside to just be with your grief, be with other women grieving and connect. Um, cause I think we, you know, we shelve talking about our loved one because we don't want to make someone else uncomfortable. Well, we know in this right. atmosphere, there is no anybody uncomfortable. We are all, you know, we're all hoping someone is saying our child's name or doesn't feel that they can't. So, um, yeah, I yeah, think just I a think beautiful space to remind each other that we are still here. It's called And Still I Rise. Yeah. Like I wanted to title it with something. So um, we help rise, you know, raise one another up. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it's so important because, uh, you know, as we're grieving, finding places, uh, secret places to pray, but also um, just time to be with our grief is mm -hmm. such a challenge. Um, mm -hmm. especially in the busy lives of mothers um, trying to, if they have other siblings and managing their kids and doing all those things. And uh, we hear it time and time again at our retreats, you know, I'm so at first they're scared because they're really worried about coming here and opening up yeah. all that. Mm -hmm. But over the weekend, um, the connections that they make, the things that give them um, support and I, I think that's just it, where we are as a culture right now. Um, sadly, there have been few silver linings out of the pandemic, but one of them's been that we're starting to talk about grief more mm -hmm. and learning and, and giving people places and safe spaces to do that, just to grieve. And um, I think when we get uh, something as special as this weekend, uh, specifically for uh, bereaved mothers, it's just a wonderful um place for them to find connection but also um to find themselves um yeah yeah, yeah. so and to really and some sometimes I get pushed back on the word like to celebrate yeah. you or to celebrate your child but I really think it it's a grief win when you show up for yourself it's a grief win when you know and you're you're brave enough right yeah. and you build up that courage and that bravery to to show up in that way for yourself and we always 
not the retreat, but the conference and then all of the other events and program that, programming that we do. Like Christine tonight, um, we do a monthly widows meetup. Mm-hmm. And so every first Thursday of the month, um, we invite people to bring supporters so that you don't feel so nervous or anxious going because you're by yourself to meet new people. Um, we always suggest for people to bring a supporter with them. Yeah. I will bring her and she'll bring, you know, (laughs) bring me. (laughs) Well, and it, it helps even if they haven't experienced their own griefs that they're, uh, you know, working with, but as you well know, more people have than haven't. So, um, exactly. Grief's not going anywhere. No, (laughs) it's not going anywhere. People are dying. Yeah. Will not stop. So, and you know, that's part of our mission too, besides offering, you know, our grief support programs is also, um, doing grief education. Um, Mm -hmm. because as I tell people all the time, you know, we learn all kinds of things in school and church and whatever, but we, we don't learn a whole lot about death. Um, we don't learn a whole lot about grief. Um, and we come to, uh, any support program retreat, whatever it is with lots of preconceived notions of what that's going to be. Um, and I always tell people you need to come and bring somebody with you is a great way to get there. Um, cause you can hold each other accountable. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, cause it's easy to say no. Um, and you really, when it comes to grieving, you need to be able to say yes to your grief. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean it's going to make it easy. It doesn't mean it's going to make it better. Um, but there is, um, support that you can receive just from other people who are experiencing a similar journey. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. So I had, um, on, uh, Instagram live with one of my, um, one of the co-hosts of the virtual conference, we have two this year. Um, and she was mentioning, um, you know, for the women that are coming on virtual, most of them are not bringing anybody with them because they're in their house. Um, you know, but she was even saying like, she was an attendee the first two years and then spoke. So she's like, if you're uncomfortable, just turn your camera off. Like there's a lot of people that you will still get so much from attending the conference, even if you don't like engage fully in like conversations and and communication with other people, but just sitting in there, you realize you are not alone. Right. And when you build up that bravery or courage to then engage and communicate, it just is a, is a game changer. It's a life changer. So very transformational. Yeah. Well, we encourage people to check out, um, the retreat. Um, yeah, if they're I local love that. or want to take a, a weekend for themselves. Um, yeah. Tell us more about who will be speaking and kind of the topics and things that you'll be covering at the conference itself. Sure. So we talked about um, the one speaker is coming and talking about the siblings and, you know, teaching them um, just how to love them um, even after they're gone. Um, and then one of the co-hosts online virtual, she's doing the guilt after loss um, and then an, another one is doing, uh, she's calling it the snow globe of reality. So she always pictures it like a snow globe turned upside down. Like that's what our life feels like. Things are swirling around us in our grief. And she has a really, a beautiful online course, um, called carry you with me. And, uh, it's, it's amazing what she all 
does. So I'm super happy that she's bringing this presentation to the conference. Um, and then Deanna is originally from Milwaukee and now she moved to Arizona after she lost her daughter, but she just published a book um, and she'll be talking about winning the loss. That has been her like hashtag or tagline for the longest time. Um, and so we're excited to have her in person flying in and, and coming. Um, and then Lauren Robinson, um, she is um, kind of an Instagram, what are those, what are they called? Influencers, personalities. Mm -hmm. um, her husband was a former NFL player, um, but she just started the Lost Mama. So she does mentoring um, for women who have experienced um, infant baby loss. Um, and then Michelle is doing meditation um, so we can ground ourselves in the beginning. Um, Danica is chiming on virtually to do, um, like a grief art journaling process. So kind of oh, like doodling. Yeah. Um, and then Michelle Warren is doing some somatic movement as a breakout session. Um, so not any big, crazy yoga moves, but, um, definitely moving some of that emotional energy out of our body, especially for the sitting, you know, when we're sitting so long yes. and listening, yes. we need to move our bodies. Yeah. Um, and then Megan Sandby is doing breath work and that's what we are like kind of finishing up the conference with is everybody collectively doing a nice long breath work session to just absorb what was all experienced that day, um, to take it all in, to leave whatever didn't serve you or no longer is serving you something that you've been holding on to, And then just to really take it all in. Big collective breath. <laughs> so, so yeah. on Sunday, what are the time, what are the hours of uh, the conference? Check-in will be at 9.30 for in-person, but the whole conference is from 10 to 4. 10 to 4. Okay, central mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And uh, what's the cost for uh, an attendee? For virtual, it is 60. Um, but if you use Soul 10, we've had great donors and sponsors. So use Soul 10 and you'll get $10 off. I'm trying to like you know, share the wealth there. Um, awesome. And then the in-person one is different group packages, but if you come by yourself and it's 85, I don't remember what all the increments are when it goes up, but, um, but again, you sold 10 and you'll save $10. We do also have a financial assistance um, form that you can request. And obviously we don't want to turn anyone away. Right. So it's the same way with us. Um, yeah. Some of our programs are for free and others, uh, there's fees. Right. And But we have scholarship for pretty much everything. So um, yep. we always find uh, we don't want to turn anybody away. Um, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, this sounds so wonderful. And especially on Bereaved Mother's Day, um, I can't tell you how many times when we post about and talk about around Bereaved Mother's Day, most people don't know what that is, um, mm -hmm. uh, shocked um, about it. Um, and then we say, what are you doing for it? Yeah. Um, I and uh, I think this is great to have this on that day um, to be able to give people the space. Um, Thank you. Uh, and to, to be able to access it virtually as well. And I think so many people are so much more comfortable doing that now. Um, yeah. That mm -hmm. it's a, a viable option. Um, right. As to before, people are like, I don't know, you know. And <laughs> Uh, you know, we started this podcast at the beginning of the pan pandemic, mainly because all our programs were in person and we switched everything online. Mm -hmm. But we also knew that not everybody is ready for a support gathering mm -hmm. online. Um, it, you know, part of it was the technology issue, but um, part yeah. of it was, you know, uh, taking and um, taking advantage of it, uh, of support is really hard for, for most people. 
Um, right. So we started the podcast just as a place for people to kind of dip their toe in to yeah. what this is about. Um, and I think being able to go to something virtual uh, conference and, uh, you know, have access to so many different um, tools that can be supportive in your grief is just wonderful. And being able to do it both in person and virtual is just an added bonus. Um, yeah. I didn't want to take away the virtual, even though tech is never my friend either. (laughs) I had to do it virtually for two years because of of the pandemic. So last year, I'm more of an in-person person because I love hugging people and putting my hand on someone's shoulder or holding their hand or, you know, but um, I definitely didn't want to take away, you know, the virtual aspect of it. So, um, so we have a AV team this year that hopefully will take, (laughs) take the pressure off of us trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it does, it does help to have um, support. Believe me. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got to the point where we got really good at it, but at the beginning it was like, okay, I can't be on every call cause this is uh, exhausting. Um, yeah. But uh, Christine, you've got the, also have a 5k coming up in June. Is that right? We do. Yes. Um, it's actually at our local gym at the Princeton club. And they renamed the run after my husband who passed away in 2018. So it's kind of like a full circle that he's a part of it. And we're, that's where we met. Yeah. Yeah. He was Um, my boot camper, my husband and my boot camp instructor before we knew her, before we knew his diagnosis, he was just Christian, the boot camp instructor. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's really exciting that it's all coming together and We hope this episode of the podcast offered you some comfort and hope. Would you like to support us? Go to faithandgrief.org slash give and offer a donation for our next episode and become a podcast producer. Thanks for joining us here on the Faith and Grief podcast. We make this possible. Thanks for joining us here on the Faith and Grief podcast. Your support makes this service available to all who are grieving. If you'd like to support the Faith and Grief podcast, go to faithandgrief.org slash give and offer a donation for our next episode.